The Starlight Lounge presents An Evening with the Progressive Box. The moon, yeah. That's Hugo, tickling the ivories. He just saved by bundling home and auto with Progressive. Gonna finally buy a ring for that gal of yours, Hugo? Send her my condolences. Hi-oh! This next one's for you, too. There's a burglar in my heart. Thank you. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations. And welcome back to another episode of the Streak of the Lawn podcast. Once again, my name is Pierce. I've got a couple uh, new voices with me uh, from streakingthelawn.com. Emily, how's it going? Hello. Thanks for having me. Thanks for joining us. Uh, if you guys listen out there, you've probably caught a bunch of her articles recently on Streaking the Lawn. And uh, we're excited to have you here. Uh, we're going to talk hoops mainly tonight because we've got a very special guest uh, the internet's premier fake UVA coach, I would say, look, worldwide premier fake UVA coach, Phony Bennett is in the house tonight. Phony, how is it going? Fantastic. I'm I'm excited because it's in the dead period of sports and I need yeah. someone to talk to sports about. So uh, thank you guys for having me on. Absolutely. We're excited to have you and uh, we're excited to talk sports. It's it's that weird part of the summer where it's still hot as crap and feels like summer, but football starts real soon and basketball starts right thereafter. So uh, we're getting all those good uh, camp reports in, off-season, preseason prognostications and things like that. But um, we can review some of those. We can do some of our own and, and let's just jump in uh to the basketball talk and the phony bennett talk i'm actually i want to start there i'm curious can, can you give our listeners who don't know maybe haven't caught uh the interviews you've done what how'd you get into this fake coaching gig it's a it's a pretty impressive following you got going you know it, it, it kind of happened by accident I, it was it, it started as a, a goof I, I was spending more time on twitter and and brian was one of the guys uh that, that I would interact with uh, mm -hmm. more. And uh, it was, it had become kind of a companion, you know, when I was watching games and uh, I started, I'd been thinking about it and, and I was kind of at a point where I, I was trying to, uh, I think I've used the phrase, find the funny again. I, uh, <laughs> my, 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 you know, their family illness and all that. And I don't know how much we want to, you know, get into that, but uh, uh, so it just, it kind of started and it was all just jokes about pace and uh, yeah you know, the transfers, uh, a lot of that stuff. And it quickly became apparent that I can't sustain a Twitter account on <laughs> jokes. So I started uh, kind of branching out. And, and for some reason that, that I still don't totally understand, uh, people started to get interested and, and managed to stay interested even after the pace of the jokes, I guess. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm very fortunate and, and it's fun. I mean, it's my companion uh, when games are on and uh, I love just kind of interacting with, uh, with all you guys and, yeah. and, and the broader uh, Twitter audience. So, well, yeah, it's a huge audience, and it includes, I think, the the most amusing interactions I see are with current players or former right. players or uh, the occasional person who thinks you're actually Tony Bennett. <laughs> yeah, I've I've had I've had that. I've had uh, parents um, 
try try to get me to watch their kids mixtape. Uh, you know, sometimes the students like I understand, but it's like, man, you're a parent. Like, <laughs> but uh, there there was actually um, I, I had heard through the grapevine uh, that uh, Frankie Baducci. Uh, Badu- Am I saying that right? Yeah, sure. I mean, I'm not sure. <laughs> Baducci, I don't know. Uh, that he originally thought that was. That that I was Tony Bennett. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> and, uh, uh, so it, it's uh, it's fun. I, I set people straight because I'm not. It, it's not one of those accounts. I think sometimes there's accounts right. that are actually trying to fool people, and that's never of been course meant at all. So uh, you know, there there's some people that I think kind of bemoan the fact that it's not all straight, like as this character. But yeah. I I wouldn't be doing it if if I had to stick to that. Uh, <laughs> quite frankly. So. Uh, you know, if you want, if you want the good stuff, you got to take the rest. Absolutely. And you've even gotten the, the man, the legend, Tony himself to reference it a couple times. I think he's sort of been like, Oh yeah. Yeah. He's, he's mentioned it on, on some of the shows with uh, Dave and, and then uh, one of the VAF events I, I was at, uh, I was talking to uh, Dave before the show. And so then Dave said, Hey, can I, uh, uh, can I announce that you're here? And I was like, <laughs> yeah, no, no big deal. You know, he's just going to say, uh, phony Bennett's out there. Uh, and he actually pointed me out and I'm, I'm standing against the wall cause I got there. Like, <laughs> so I'm standing yeah. there and like all of a sudden, like people are looking over at me. And then, yeah, when Tony got on stage, he, uh, he, he said some nice things about, you know, what he's heard and, and stuff. So, uh, that, that was kind of neat. Cause I, I was with my daughter and she was 11 at the time. Oh, so. cool. Afterwards, people like, people came up to, to say hi or, mm-hmm. you know, some, some folks that, that follow me. And, uh, you know, for that brief moment, I was cool in front of my daughter. <laughs> yeah. uh, Short lived. But yeah. You right. have to those moments though, uh, <laughs> and far between, but, uh, that was a nice night. That's awesome. So what's, uh, probably one of the more memorable, uh, interactions that's taken place, maybe something unexpected, uh, that this has brought you. Uh, probably getting a call from Seth Greenberg while I was playing disc golf on a Sunday morning. Uh, <laughs> that was, uh, it was a weird morning. I'm out there and, and, you know, we're, we're having fun on the course and, and I, Seth had tweeted something, I guess game day was coming that week. And, mm-hmm. uh, um, you know, I went back like, um, I, I don't know, remember exactly what I said. I think I said something like, Hey, if you come on our podcast, I'll make you famous. Uh, <laughs> of course he already is so like a couple minutes later i got a dm from him hey send me your cell phone number and uh, uh so i did and next thing mm-hmm. you know he's calling me and it's like hey and i mean he was such a nice guy like hey, yeah why a guy like that could recruit because instantly i've never talked to this man in my life and he's just personable and you just feel at ease with him so that that was uh that was very unexpected and <laughs> that was a whole lot of fun that's awesome Who's your favorite person you've interacted with so far? Like who's the funniest or who gives <laughs> you the funniest comments or reactions to things that you tweet on Twitter? Um, you know, your own Paul, he's pretty funny. Uh, <laughs> I, I, uh, he bailed tonight. He didn't, he didn't want to have to talk to me tonight. So you I, intimidated I, him. I, I know where I stand with him, but he's, <laughs> um, uh, Tucker Martin. I, I know some of you guys, mm-hmm. No Tucker. He was a I guess, press secretary for uh, uh, one of our governors. Real nice guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's really funny though, and uh, yeah, we get some sometimes some fun interactions uh, with that. But I mean, I've had you know sometimes like the athletes and stuff will will say something yeah. unexpected, and uh, um, I kind of like watching that and and those guys knowing what the what a kind of a fishbowl they're in. Yeah, uh, you know, it's nice to see some of them kind of 
loosen up, but, but not get too loose and do stupid stuff. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I think that's, that's a good uh, uh, transition really into to talking about the basketball team at this point. I mean, this has been an off season uh, quite unlike any other teams ever had to deal with um uh, you know they they made some unfortunate history after a super successful otherwise year uh you know one of the few teams to win multiple acc tournaments uh, in recent memory returning these guys i mean these are star players that that are becoming household names uh for not just uva fans not just acc fans they've got uh, about as much scrutiny on them as possible along with coach Bennett. How are you, uh, you know, looking at this off season as a fan and as someone who's out there commenting on it, what, what are your thoughts uh, about how the team's been dealing with this? I mean, it, it's seeing everyone's saying the right things and, mm-hmm. and, you know, you can tell they're using it as motivation and uh, yeah, as a spectator, it's hard to tell like how much of that actually, I mean, how many wins is motivation worth at the end of the season and, mm-hmm. and that, that chip on your shoulder. Okay. Well, what is that? You know, is that going to let you score extra points against Duke? Uh, but they're focused and, and that's the, the off season is that's the important time because, you know, these guys are, they're, they're in the gym, they're just putting up shots, but they're, they're working on getting their physique right. And they need to have that motivation. So mm-hmm. uh, going into the season two. Th- the, the the two things that come to mind and and it's certainly uh the glass half full or the glass completely full side of things is th- this is going to be as motivated as a tony bennett team has ever been uh, mm-hmm. because of that loss and secondly i i do believe particularly if braxton key becomes eligible that this is going to be the most talented team that uh, roster that that tony bennett's ever had to work with so if you got the most motivated and most talented one I would think that's going to pretend good things. Uh, yeah. The, the loss to UMBC is, is still a mystery to me. I mean, there's so many things you can point at that, that kind of added up. What stuck with me was how you kind of saw them give up in the second half. There, there yeah. was a point with about 10 minutes left where they, they were broken. And that's, that, that's an important experience yeah. for them. And I think that that, moment can be a very good learning experience for them yeah. uh you know i don't know how much they're going to learn from the rest of the game but if if they can take that and uh, embrace it and uh use that to uh to be better next time then uh you know this is going to be a really good team absolutely i mean it's one of those things i think we've seen with uva's uh, ascent into acc championship contender those teams that have been historically there, they get upset every once in a while. They blow leads every once in a while. They don't get the condemnation of the style they're playing or the mental fortitude or, you know, those guys are soft or whatever you would hear after, you know, this isn't the first surprising upset that a Tony Bennett top team <laughs> has gone through or a blown, you know, opportunity like, like the, the, the Smiracuse game, uh, (laughs) those things are starting to collect. And while we could point to, you know, beating Duke at the ACC championship, beating Carolina at the most recent ACC championship, winning other big games along the way, I'm not fully convinced that 
they don't deserve some of this criticism, you know, in, in terms of the resume. Uh, the yeah, now you're saying criticism stylistically or criticism of something mental they've got going on? Yeah, whatever the, con- whatever the, the combination of, of these things saying they haven't gotten it done uh, to the level that they should be. Yeah, and it's, you know, there, there's, what, 351 teams mm-hmm. you know, the uh, 68 are going to make March two are going to be in that final game. There's, there's so much that can happen and it's easy for me, but I'm, but I know I'm, I'm not the most objective guys as, as a fan <laughs> to look at, you know, that Michigan state game that, that was so close. And, yeah. Um, uh, was that, was that the one that AG got injured at halftime? Was that, uh, I don't there, no, nah. they, they start to run together for me. Yeah, but, right. But, but <laughs> the idea is basically, if you look at each of those, like you can kind of, you know, have reasons. Okay, that's mm-hmm. why. That's why we lost this one. That's why we lost this one. And and so it's easy to collectively look at them and say, well, they just fall short of, mm-hmm. of where they should be. You know, I think in some ways maybe we, we weren't as good as as some folks thought in in some past years i don't think that was the case last year i, th- I thought that was a, a champion caliber mm-hmm. team last year but uh yeah th- things are going to happen and and for things for us to lose at umc umbc game everything had to go wrong yeah and it did and yeah. you know we watched it uh one by one you know from the from before tip-off with the deandre hunter news mm-hmm. uh and and just to be clear, I'm not just saying, well, if we had DeAndre Hunter, we we of course it doesn't matter. We should have won that game without right. DeAndre Hunter. And right. uh, you know, so uh, the uh, so as far as the motivation is that is that what we were talking about? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I think they're going to be. I think they're going to have the the right mindset and and the right talent, and then it's just going to remain to be seen. Um, you know, if they have that mental fortitude right. uh, to, to take that next step. Right. And, and it's going to be a while before we know that. Right. But, uh, yeah. Emily, how have you responded, whether outwardly or, or inwardly, to those types of criticisms to, uh, you know, the program or the players in specific or, or the style and things like that? When people say, hey, UVA, they're never going to get over this hump because this, that, and this. Uh, you know, do you think there's some truth to that? Are you are you uh, just completely denying it and saying we've had bad luck, or somewhere in the middle? I mean, I like to think of myself as a realist when it comes to UVA sports. I was not, you know, like one of those people raised a Virginia fan who always was Team Virginia everything, and so I kind of came in a little bit skeptical. Um, Granted, when I came in, we ended up 2014-2015 uh, were pretty good years for our basketball team, sure. so that definitely helped. <laughs> but I think kind of coming in um, with that perspective, I've kind of maintained that throughout where it's like, realistically, you can play as much defense as you want, but you can't be a national title contender unless you can match that kind of output offensively, and I think that's always been our issue. You know, no matter how many um, times you can succeed defensively you're not going to stop a Kansas or a Kentucky from posing you know 85 sure. 90 100 points so if you're going to get to the national title game and you're going to be playing against those type of teams you have to be able to get baskets and yeah. you got to be able to put more points on the board than we were especially 2014 2015 2016 and I think this past season was the first season that we really saw kind of an increase in mm-hmm. what we could do offensively and I mean you know, I'm right with 
um, there with you, Phony, where I'm saying it's not that we didn't have DeAndre Hunter and that was make or break, but he's one of those guys who can increase our offensive output. And I think that was something that we need, and I think that's something that the team is kind of trending upwards on. Um, so that's good. But, I mean, it's hard for me to sit there when people are criticizing Virginia and tell them that they're completely wrong when I kind of right. – you know, like you watch it and you can watch. I don't mind the pace. I like it. I've grown to appreciate it. But <laughs> yeah. like, you know, you also can see the downside to that type of play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, think, I don't know if it was Mark Titus who said it, uh, that, you know, the problem with, with our offense is there's, there's no plan B. Um, yeah. And, you know, the, the, the blocker mover is one of the – it's one of the least exciting offenses uh, – you know, you, you can, you can certainly, you know, argue about that, but you know, when it's, when it's on, it's, it's very efficient. And, and, mm-hmm. you know, we've had some very good efficiency. The, the pace hurts us, but when that's not working for us, we really don't seem to have anything to fall back on. Sure. And, you know, certainly with like a Deandre Hunter, we've needed those guys that can create their own shot. And, and, and Kyle and Ty have, have both shown flashes of that and some willingness. And, and I, I hope that we cultivate that, that plan B more. And, uh, you know, sometimes you're just going to have to, um, you know, I you know, let, let a guy ice on and, you know, do yeah. something. Uh, yeah. and we, we need to have that creativity, uh, guys with that creativity and, and a coach that allows it, you know, when, what, uh, what's planned isn't working. And, and we really didn't have anything to fall back on that last game. And, you know, if Absolutely. the defense isn't working, you need that. I mean, I think that also speaks to kind of offensive versatility. And I think that's something Mm -hmm. that we haven't necessarily had. And I think that's something that we're starting to see more with some of the younger players. And kind of like you said, Tony Bennett, trying to more develop a plan B. But, you know, if you have a game where Ty Drum's not hitting threes, then, like, can't really count on Ty Drum for that many points. Right. And that's something that definitely is a weakness, too. I mean, Kyle Guy definitely saw improvements in that regard last season, Mm -hmm. um, especially working on, you know, kind of his jumper, deep twos, those kinds of things. Um, So I think as long as that increases, hopefully that's a a positive sign, but you need options and that's not something we necessarily had. Yeah. I feel like in that game, none of them for whatever reason could hit anything from uh, three. And so uh, all I really remember, it, it is a blur, is a lot of Kyle going to the lane, getting just bludgeoned and the ball not going in and they're not being right. I I don't, I'm not trying to say the refs were screwing us or anything like that. No, no. Yeah. I can't, but it wasn't working. Kyle does not get calls. And Mm -hmm. I I don't know, you know, as much as I hate the, the coach K school of flopping and exaggerating, I think that's what he's going to need to do is, is to show the refs that he's taken this contact because Mm -hmm. he's more than willing to, to go up and power through it. And then you watch the replay and he's just, you know, getting clobbered, but you know, show it, let make sure the, the ref knows. And uh, I mean, you know, I don't want to assume any kind of bias in it, mm-hmm. but maybe he's just, um, you know, not letting on that he's getting found. Maybe it's the man bun. Maybe they still remember and they're just haters. Everyone remembers the man bun. <laughs> <laughs> so what are you guys looking forward to, you know, in this hopeful rebound, this hopeful response season? I mean, like we said, we've got the talent to, to contend for a championship, uh, at least at the conference level, if not nationally. Again, what are some of the specific questions that you want to see answered uh, besides 
are they going to respond? Besides, do they have the mental toughness, you know, to win some close games? What are some specific player uh, improvements or things like that that, that you're looking for? Um. For for me is uh, Mamadi because you know I I he should be a starter this year I I think is the expectation and um, last year basically I think it's about the midway through the season he started showing this like increased confidence and showing mm-hmm. the kinds of things he could uh, create on one end and cause on the other end and you know one of the knocks against him has always been he he kind of makes mistakes he's a little bit. Um, excitable out there at times but what he was getting better at at doing is when he I I don't even know if he was making fewer mistakes but he was making up for those mistakes he was staying in plays and uh so if if he um you know if 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 he wasn't in in position when a guy got the ball he's getting the block from behind or if he gave it up he's you know getting a steal at the other end and and just staying in the game and I I love the enthusiasm that he has and I think that that we've really not seen uh his ceiling and uh you know no, hopefully he gets there this year hopefully he, he's given the the freedom and and the yeah. staff has the patience uh you know they've they've not always been the most patient when when guys are making mistakes on the mm-hmm. court and and I think they they got a little bit more open to that last year but uh uh he, he's a guy that's going to need the freedom because his what he brings to the table more than offsets the mistakes he's going to make. It's a little bit of that, like Justin Anderson factor, not that they're really similar players, but right. the energy, the, you were just the smile even. I, think. Right. <laughs> I was about to say when Mamadi makes a big play, I don't think he gets more excited than anyone. Yeah. Right. He has so much fun out there. And, and yeah, he does. Yeah. He's, he's fun to watch and, and that's got to be a good influence on the rest of the players on the court. Sure. And, uh, uh, yeah, so that's he, he's he's a joy to watch, and and so that's probably the one I'm looking forward to the most. I mean, DeAndre, obviously, you know, we want to see yeah. uh, what he's going to bring this year, but that almost feels like more of a known. Um, you know, it's going to be better than last year. I mean, I think this guy, you know, s- still hasn't come close to peaking. But yeah, uh, um, there's so many guys. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we could do a whole podcast on right. each of the guys Going probably. The roster. Forty minutes Austin on Castro. <laughs> <laughs> the cojones of Ty Jerome's range in shooting three pointers on the road uh, could be a forty-five minute segment. But uh, Emily, did I seal your answer there, or what? What are you looking for? I want to see DeAndre Hunter come into his own. I mean, I know it feels like a known, but you just think mm-hmm. about the fact that, like, what we saw from him last year was just him as a six man. Yeah. You know, like, we haven't even really seen him be given, like, full reign to, like, go out there and, like, absolutely do his thing. So I'm really excited about that. I mean, I think all the guys have, it looks like, been putting in a lot of work over the summer. Um, and, I mean, he definitely is one of those people who – like you said, has not reached a ceiling. And I don't think that's going to happen this year, but I think you will get closer to it. Um, and I'm really excited for what that means. I mean, he was an incredible asset to the team last year coming off the bench. So as someone who will be starting and actually contributing significantly more minutes, I feel like that's a lot of uh, potential right there. Absolutely. I think I'm excited to see Kyle Guy be more of – the go-to guy you know what I mean like he's always been a great shooter he definitely took strides last year uh both offensively and defensively and like like we're saying trying to get in the lane trying to do the teardrop thing you know things like that not just be a uh a quick release three-point shooter and it's great that he's improving that but 
I, you know, I want more of the villain from him. I, I want some of what Ty brings. You know, I want, and I, I really, I was going to say Duke. I, was about to say, I, think, Ty, yeah. I think Ty is our, our villain. But. You know, I want, like, the reason why you know opposing fans are going to hate him the, uh, uh, the most, probably, of any of the UBA players. And I thought we thought that was him coming in. You know, he had some swagger. And I, I think Ty has sort of taken that mantle, and I want, I want them both to do it. I want did, did he lose the swagger with the man bun? That was you know, it's not <laughs> unfair to suggest. <laughs> uh, but you mentioned his defense because that was something that I don't think he got enough. He got enough uh, pub for last year. His mm-hmm. defense had really improved from his first year. For and, sure. Uh, you know, he, he struggled in three point shooting for a while, but he, in ACC play, but he was getting a lot of extra. A, attention uh and maybe his first year you say okay it's not worth having him in if, mm-hmm. if he's not generating on the offensive end because the thinking was he was a defensive liability well the last year he wasn't he was he was good on defense i expect him to continue to improve on both ends this year and uh and that starting five is going to be strong should be i think replacing hall is is still a big question i think that certainly will come down to uh you know does key play um people are really high on on braxton key coming in which is fine, but also I, where's the evidence to me? You know, where's the evidence besides that the coaches are excited about him, right. that this is a guy who's going to be able to step into Hall's role well enough? And Hall had his ups and downs, but, right. you know, he was a key, key player. <laughs> I'm making ah, all over the place here. No, I think, I think he had 12 <laughs> and 6 his uh, freshman year, and mm-hmm. then his second year he was injured and then – fell back in the in, in the lineup I guess mm-hmm. wasn't mm-hmm. wasn't getting the minutes but uh, you know I think he can be an efficient player you know is he going to kind of fill that same DeAndre Hunter role uh, mm-hmm. certainly if we're spending more time going small then you know there's you know having both he and Dre in at the same time uh it could be really exciting uh and and very difficult for teams to defend that Absolutely. I think going back to the Devin Hall thing, I think the biggest thing you're replacing there also is consistency that we lacked a lot of the times without him last year. Mm-hmm. You know, like you had Zay have like such kind of highs and lows throughout the season. You had Ty Jerome doing the same kind of thing, but you always had Devin Hall, even at his lows was still relatively consistent compared to a lot of the other guys. So, I mean, I think even if it's key coming in, just posting, a couple points and helping make a couple plays every game. I think we need kind of all those little pieces to click to make up for losing Devin Hall. Absolutely. And maybe one of the freshmen happens to, to fall into it. I mean, you would think Marco is there to make that step, but you know, the smattering of reports I've seen is that might not be the answer right now, at least. Gotcha. Um, He did perform though, when he did get put in last year, he was great what he needed to do, even if, you know, that's not indicative of how he plays all the time, but he's got that promising. Malcolm Brogdon shot to him that, that is, I don't, I don't want to say ugly, because uh, anything <laughs> that goes in, but it is, it is unique. Uh, or, uh, it's a but, good adjective for it. Yeah. Uh, but uh, the reports on the, on the freshman are, are optimistic for what I've seen around, you know, that Statman's a good shooter, that the staff really likes Clark. Uh, maybe the answer lies there and again maybe the red shirt question is answered by yeah and that's that you know i i suspect that at this point i'd I'd guess that both the bigs are are gonna red shirt the um statman and Mm -hmm. uh um or kafaro and 
Yeah. Is right. it Kafar? <laughs> yeah. I, I should probably until, be looking. But. Yeah. Until I haven't heard an announcer say the names, I've only right. met. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, it, it depends. You know, we haven't even mentioned Jay Huff yet. Right. Oh, you know, it's a getting lot of there. those redshirt questions may <laughs> depend. Is, is he, you know, is he finally going to come into his own? And, and, mm-hmm. you know, I know he's, he's such a fan favorite and he seems to, to have so much potential, but when he, when he did come in last year, you would typically see why he didn't play as many minutes. Cause he, he sure. defensively, especially he made a lot of mistakes and, uh, uh, you know, so like, is, is he ready? And right. unfortunately with that injury, he didn't get uh, the time in the gym this summer right. that he would have had. So I, I hope he's coming along quickly. I mean, you know, some of that maturity of the game may just be, you know, getting enough, you know, film repetition and, right. and, and some of that mental maturity. So, you know, if he can step up and even be close to what fans think he is, <laughs> so he's going to be. Fans love JF. I mean, you see why, you know, like that what was it the Lehigh game last year uh, that he got some extended play and it just turned into dunkathon uh, right. towards the end. I mean, the, the, he brings something that few people in the country in basketball are bringing right. uh, uh, in, in potential. I don't know. Mamadi might be stealing his, uh, his dunk thunder. Sure. Mamadi Ty Jerome duo. Oh, that was yes. Uh, I I watched that four thousand times. The, oh yeah, the clip that Damon posted. Yeah, that's yeah. wild. Uh, the Ty Jerome clip I watched the most is that uh, look away with that pass, oh, yeah. uh, the fake pass before the three against Duke. Where Duke. Oh. Like if you, if you're looking, there was no one over there, and he's yeah. like passing it to the timekeeper, and the, the Duke <laughs> guy just bites and dives over, and and uh, I mean that was just stone cold. That's, the cheerleader reaction slays me right. every time I see it. It's like, <laughs> uh, well, I was actually we'll just thinking about that because Grace and Allen was one of the counselors at the CP3 camp that mm-hmm. Tydrum just went to, and I was mm-hmm. like. Man, I would have loved to be like a fly on the wall watching them interact. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I I don't get the impression that Ty is uh, nice for the sake of being nice, uh, but oh, maybe he's totally not. different. Off the court. <laughs> I don't know the guy. Um, I also think Huff. The injury is a big deal, but the Chick Fil A and the Pav has been closed all summer too. So mm. I don't know what he's been eating um, because literally every time I'm in that Chick Fil A during the school year. Jay Huff is there. So right. uh, Jay, in case you're listening, I'm on to your diet and, <laughs> and I'm worried about you. I'm trying to just bulk them up. They're like, yeah, probably I'm just like eat everything. <laughs> Pounds of waffle fries will do that. <laughs> well, I think that uh, bringing up that camp is a, is a good point of the CP3 showcase uh, to something I wanted to discuss, which is the, the NBA potential. I mean, it's, it's a, an off season away or a season away into next off season. But what do you guys uh, think we're going to be seeing with whether it be Dre, whether it be Ty, whether it be, I mean, mommy has got the physical uh, ability right there. Uh, what, what should we be most panicked about as Virginia fans? Um, all right. I'll, I'll start. I, I think we should be panicked if Dre doesn't go because mm. um, if Dre doesn't go, it means he didn't have the kind of year that, we all want him to have, thought, want him to have, yeah. and if he doesn't yeah. have that kind of year. Uh, the, the ceiling for this team is a whole lot lower. So yeah, I, I want Dre to have the kind of year where he's going to be a lottery pick, because if he has that kind of year, uh, chances are that this team is very successful. 
Absolutely. I, I can't say at this point I see any of the other guys being NBA ready after this year. I mean, that doesn't mean they won't test them. It doesn't mm-hmm. mean some of them won't make that decision to start their professional careers. Uh, but I, I would be surprised. I, I think it's, it's a possibility um, with some of them, but you're going to have to see, you know, a very large jump, not just kind of continued development, but, but kind of a, a jump in their game to the next level. I mean, after that CP3 camp, uh, Ty started making some way too early 2019 mock drafts, so mm-hmm. that could be promising as well. I mean, I don't think that I would have seen him going next year right? until this summer, if that makes sense. Like, I don't think mm-hmm. end of last season, like, that wasn't something that was on my radar, at least. I know he and Kyle have both definitely probably talked about it and thought about it, but I didn't really see it as a is a real thing that could possibly happen mm-hmm. um, until the summer. And I think maybe that's a testament to kind of the progress that he's making, which is also promising right. for us for next season. Oh yeah. If, if Ty is a first rounder next season, then he's that going out with a thing. national championship. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Uh, if, if he's, if that guy is playing at that level, uh, you know, I'm, if he pulls a, a DiVincenzo, uh, you know, makes that that tournament run, and that man, Dante, the, the kid from Villanova, his All performance right. in the tournament easily jumped, up, bumped up his draft stock. Oh yeah, uh, so made himself a few million there. Absolutely, yeah. and I think it can't be understated or undervalued what it would mean to the program to have Dre make it, uh, you know, into the lottery. Uh, as right. A, Obviously, I'd love for him to stay and, you know, play awesome ball and, and win things here on grounds. But that's huge if UVA can say, look, you know, we, we got this guy the ball. He, you know, he got right. better. We made him better. Uh, he wasn't slowed down. He wasn't, you know, hanging back because of the slow pace. And look at, uh, you know, what he was able to accomplish as not a really, you know, blue chip recruit. It was, it was finely ranked, but he wasn't, you know, a burger boy. Oh, my God. In terms of, like, recruiting potential, that would be huge. I mean, you even see, like, after, like, Justin Anderson and then, like, Malcolm Brogdon and AG and, like, those guys started finding success professionally. Like, what it's done to be able to bring in guys like we're getting now and even guys like Dre, mm-hmm. if he ends up being a lottery pick, if he or Ty, like, both end up going next year, that would be huge. So maybe yeah. fun and, and, you know, I don't, I don't blame anyone from going early. I mean, as long as it's a decision, if, if they're going to get drafted and, and get that contract, then, then go. I mean, I tell everyone if, you know, after my second year of college, if someone had, had said, Hey, come work for me, I'll give you a million dollars. I'm only going to guarantee you a two year job though. And, and, you know, you may not have a job after that, but um, a millionaire for two years, I, I, yeah, I, I would have left my book bag and, and all my stuff sure. in the room and I'd be gone. Uh, think so, yeah. Some of that we'll see with the new uh, NCAA rules, the fact that yeah. they're, they're tweaking what happens if you don't get drafted, um, but you had hired an agent. So um, I, I will never, ever, ever fault anyone for taking the money. Right. For sure. No. Uh, I think uh, we can jump in now to, I know Emily's prepared uh, some rapid fire hot seat type uh, questions for you, phony. And oh, really? is, oh. we're going to see if she's taken darn spot on the podcast. <laughs> I was not aware there was such a segment. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. Darn's darn's well-versed in, in, in this. So uh, Emily's going to give it a go though, whenever you're ready. I will. 
I will, I'm going to preface this, but I had Darns on my podcast last year when I was still at school. Mm-hmm. It was mostly just me making fun of her tweets. That's um, totally appropriate. Our, like our, the game we played was like me reading like ridiculous tweets and like asking Darns if she, like if they were hers or if I made them up and like, <laughs> the ones that were actually hers, she thought were made up. Um, you know, things that she just like threw out there on Twitter in the heat of the moment. Mostly yeah. about Jack Salt. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but these ones for you, Phony, are like quick, like off the top of your head, like first reaction answers. Okay. Okay. He sounds excited. So you're you're gonna ask me a question, and I just like this is like this is like, like a psychological test. Am I getting? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like first thing that comes to your head, like okay. one word response, like one, two, three, go. Okay. Okay. Wow. On paper, better or worse than last season's team? Better. Loss of Isaiah and Devin, impact on a scale of 1 to 10. 6. Most important returning player? Dre. Best freshman? What's that? Best freshman. First year. Sorry. Uh, Most underrated player? Jack Salt. Most (laughs) overrated player? Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. (laughs) Are you you Caroline? Yeah, can we go back to that one real quick? (laughs) Jack Salt underrated. Explain. I mean, look look at our our starters. Probably our our projected starters for next year: Kyle, Ty, Dre, probably Mamadi, and then uh, almost certainly Jack. So so Mamadi, you can't really say he's he's underrated. I I think he has a has a higher ceiling, but he's probably rated properly for where he is now. Mm-hmm. Ty and Kyle get a lot of pub. Jack serves. You know, Jack, Jack's not a. I, I don't say underrated as an NBA prospect or as uh, I mean, you know, there's what he contributes to the team now, but, but as far as what, what he does for the team, uh, he plays a, a really important role and and especially on the, on the blocker mover side of things. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he's, he's good at, at what he does there. And uh, you know, damn, he's an intimidating specimen. So <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's my answer. Is, is that what Caroline would say? Yeah, yeah, maybe uh, with more like vitriol at anyone who disagreed, but yeah. Right. right. <laughs> yeah, that's probably fair. Um, she might throw in how much she loves him like one or two more times. Again, but uh, you're on the right and, track. And he's such a he's such a polite, nice guy. Oh, he's the best. Yeah. He's awesome. Um. All right. Well, on that uh, note, not the answer I was expecting, but now most <laughs> overrated player. Oh God. Ooh. If I say one of our good players, then man, Twitter's going to hear about this most overrated player, uh, Jay Huff. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I mean, very and I say that because there's there's no possible way he's as good as fans think he is. Uh, <laughs> you know, if if twenty year old Wilt showed up in that court in a Jay Huff jersey, folks, he still couldn't live up to. Uh, you know, he posted that video of him dunking from the line and everyone's like, Oh, that's yeah. it. That's, you know, four national championships, and, <laughs> you, know, uh, you know, move over Ralph for bringing your Jersey down. And, mm-hmm. and he, he needs to, he, he needs to show it. I'm not saying he, he can't get there. I'm not saying he, he won't get there, but um, you know, there's, there's a reason he doesn't get the minutes right yeah, now. Yeah. Fair enough. All right. Now a couple questions. Are you team X or Y? Are you team Kyle or Ty? Oh, okay. I was like X or Y. I don't even know what those stand for. <laughs> Sorry. Are those yeah. variables? I, I was told they wouldn't be. Algebra. Um, okay. Kyle or Ty? Uh, oh. 
Gonna stick with Kyle. Okay, Mamadi or Jack Salt? Mamadi. Dre or Isaiah? Let's talk, okay, let's do that one like defensively. Who's more important, Dre or Zay? Zay. And and Are you dunk or- pause and I know we said Devin Hall is going to be such a loss, but mm-hmm. Zay may be the harder guy to replace. Um, For sure, that's be, true because of of everything. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. Okay. Um, where was I? Oh, sorry, lost my train of thought. You Are you Malcolm or Justin Anderson? Ooh. Why, why am I picking between those guys? Yeah, this uh, it's like mom and um, dad. Just, yeah. I, I, I gotta go. With, I gotta go with my man Justin. He he was one of the first players that followed me, and uh, um, wow, you know, and and Malcolm. That's I actually mental. I did ask Malcolm um, why you know if he was ever going to get on Twitter, and he actually gave me an answer that made me want to close my Twitter account. So, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, but but Justin's still there, so I'll say Justin. <laughs> All right. All right. Do you hate Duke or UNC more? Duke. And last but not least, are you team Tony or Phony? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, (laughs) Phony exists because I'm team Tony. So um, I can't believe in myself. (laughs) 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 Awesome. Those are good. Those are tough. I'm glad I don't have to answer those ever you're yeah that's never going to be a segment i would have gone through and made fun of your tweets too but honestly there's too many of them that would have taken me a really long time to get you know enough good ones there and you also don't say as uh dramatic of things as caroline does hers were pretty easy to spot right yeah i mean (laughs) ridiculous ones you know if if yeah if you really want to look all yeah you know you just look at the timestamps and find uh the tweets near the end of close games because um, <laughs> <laughs> that's that, that's when uh my bourbon levels are reaching <laughs> lubrication later in the evening loosen up the the typing uh, <laughs> I, I am so fortunate that i just finally like pushed the computer away at the end of the louisville game because mm-hmm. I, i'd given up on that game a minimum of three times <laughs> oh they give me hope again oh this yeah. is more because and you know, I, I was just like, I'm not, I'm just don't, don't say, if you can't say something nice. And then it was like, oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm definitely the, the shut down Twitter type, like the close the laptop type. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you the change the channel type? No judgment. I'm just, no, the, you're out there. The Sounds last like a little bit of judgment there. No, the, <laughs> the, the last Virginia basketball game I didn't watch till the end was the Tennessee game. Um, oh yeah December 30th so, yeah 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 uh and I I just I just couldn't because that that was a team that they they lost their way in that game and um probably is, if you know if you're saying hey in the UMBC game we gave up we lost our heads or whatever I think you go back to that game that's that's the closest there is Syracuse was a was a different kind of thing mm-hmm. <laughs> but um and i put syracuse a lot on the coaches but uh the, you know I, I watch everyone and and they're not always they're not always pretty and people get on me sometimes because sometimes i'm critical and you know i mean i'm not yeah. a i'm not a media member i'm not a i'm, I'm just a fan and yeah, so yeah. you know i i yeah, sometimes it hurts people's feelings and i mean i don't i don't like oh, people yeah. saying yeah. You know, unfair things but um uh there's a line the, yeah, it's okay to ride. I think right. If someone's if someone's not having a good game, uh, you know, I, I'll 
you know, I, I won't always call him out. I mean, who cares? If I yeah, yeah. But I mean, you know, if I say something, I, you know, I, I, I try to be at least, um, you know, you're fair about it. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and I mean, I'm not saying anything, but so mean if, you know, if, if I'm criticizing a guy like that, there's probably a, hopefully a joke that I'm making at the same time that I think the criticism is worth the mm-hmm. laugh maybe, but, uh, that's that's my goal. All right. Well, uh, well I'm I'm gonna close things up with a couple of food related questions because we're big fans of talking about food in addition to UBA sports on here. And uh, Emily, since it's your first podcast, where we're gonna include you here, you both are gonna get to a- answer just a couple food related questions. Uh, the first of which, funny, will start. What is your go to Bodo's order? Uh, my go to Bodo's order is a plain bagel with lox and cream cheese. Uh, mm. you know, the, I guess it's the lox and cream cheese sandwich. They actually call it on the, on Indeed. the uh, and coffee or tea, depending on the time of day. And how sad are you that they don't carry capers for that lox sandwich? You know, I've never been a, a caper guy. I mean, lox tends to be salty enough. I think capers can oh. kind of be oh. gilding the lily. Uh, I know oh. it's, you know, it's a personal preference, but, um, you know, lox and cream cheese. It's, it's, that's perfect for me. Love it. All right, Emily, same question. Um, I'm a bacon, egg, and cheese. I'm a bacon, egg, and cheese Absolutely. kind of girl. Usually on a sesame bagel. I All used right. to be strictly cream cheese on bagels. Like I was never into like the sandwiches, but Bodo's changed that for me in college. The egg sausage with cream cheese, stellar. Really, stellar. I do the jalapeno yeah. lime egg sausage, and it is magnificent. Oh. Um, I'm a little worried about the proliferation of cream cheese and and recipes. Every every Facebook video where they shoot it from above of somebody making a dish, oh, like all those <laughs> one of the first videos. ingredients is a block of cream cheese. Yeah, <laughs> block of cream cheese, stick of butter, right. of sugar, <laughs> yeah. or or the three recipe salt. Pinterest uh, or three ingredient Pinterest recipes. One of them is always going to be cream cheese. And <laughs> <laughs> all right. as a nation, we need to be concerned about that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Next, uh, we'll go final question. Uh, go to spot you have to hit up in Charlottesville uh, for a restaurant when, when you're back in town, Phony. I mean, it, for me, it used to be Martens. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, really, it's, it's the Virginian uh, <laughs> anymore. I used to, uh, the Virginian was the first place I had in Yingling. And it, it was before Yingling distribution. I mean, guys, this is, uh, <laughs> this might be, <laughs> Way back when Brian Lee before you were born, maybe. Um, but I mean, Yingling wasn't in as wide distribution, and the bartender there uh-huh. was, uh, was from Pittsburgh, I think, and so he was the one that had helped get it in. And um, you know, I thought it was good beer because you couldn't get it anywhere else. Now it's like, okay, it's average beer, but it's still um, it's good for average beer. Uh, and I used to get that, and then some kind of coffee with um, what's that hazelnut uh, liquor in it, amaretto or whatever. No, it's um, friend, friend. Oh, Frangelico. Frangelico, yeah. Uh, I used to drink coffee with Frangelico and study. I, I was. Uh, so you were an English major? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Got government. Uh, uh, constitutional law and political theory. So, so close. Uh, that mac and cheese, though, at the Virginian. Yeah, normally I didn't eat. It, it was normally drinking stuff. Yeah. So, uh, been <laughs> there, been there. Do yeah. do they still do Sundays are all specials? There was one. Like winter, I remember we discovered that the Virginian on Sundays was doing all their nightly specials were available on Sunday, and it turned into 
uh, a beautiful disaster, but that, that was many years ago as well. Yeah, I remember that. Emily, uh, same question. My honest answer yeah. is going to be cookout. <laughs> I but love cookout. This, but since this is now public, I'm going to rephrase and I'm going to say um, Boylan because I, I just, that top floor of Boylan was very good to me during my time at school. You know, go get a nice burger, post up for the night, watch a game. Because mm-hmm. I didn't have cable, like the true millennial I am. <laughs> so that was that was my spot. Good stuff. I'm I'm a big fan of Boylan as well. I approve of all your answers there. Food related, well done. Mm-hmm. I have nothing to judge or yell at, uh, which is very different than when I ask Darn's food related questions. But we've talked about her so much. She's going to be (laughs) either very offended or very uh, flattered. I don't know. We'll find out. Uh, But Phony, thanks so much for joining us. Hey, thank you guys for having me. This was a lot of fun. Absolutely. And uh, we'll, we'll look forward to interacting with you on the Twitters, maybe on the podcast again. And uh, uh, who knows what, what we can talk about uh, food related or otherwise. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually. I love to cook. Like cooking is how I I relax. So awesome. I'm happy if you guys want to do an all food. Uh, yes, <laughs> I do very much. We should do a whole analysis of all those videos Virginia Sports has been putting out of them teaching the athletes how to cook. Oh right. Except well, they're all like making like quesadillas with like a pound of sour cream. And I'm like, yeah, we, right, you're supposed to be a division. Right. Yeah, we can on, get guys. the the recipes and then eat them ourselves and then die from <laughs> 4,000 calorie <laughs> intake. Right. Right. Yep. Awesome. Well, well uh, Emily, I hope you had a, a wonderful first experience on the podcast and phony again. Thank you for joining us and uh, thanks for listening. Uh, you guys are listening and uh, stay tuned to the blog and uh, we'll be back next week with another episode till then go who's. iPhone XR is here at T-Mobile, and there's a whole lot to love, like taking those perfect New Year, New You portrait mode selfies you're going to share. Nice. It's the best way to stay connected to everyone you'll heart most in 2019. So get ready to fall in love with iPhone XR on T-Mobile, the most loved in wireless. Call 1-800-T-MOBILE to learn more or visit a store today. 10 iPhone XR is here at T-Mobile, and there's a whole lot to love, like taking those perfect New Year, New You portrait mode selfies you're going to share. Nice. It's the best way to stay connected to everyone you'll heart most in 2019. So get ready to fall in love with iPhone XR on T-Mobile, the most loved in wireless. Call 1-800-T-MOBILE to learn more or visit a store today.